Hi, and welcome to episode 11 of Heather's podcast. So it's in the year 2023, and um, I have been absolutely appalling at recording these podcasts monthly. Um, I kind of got back into the routine of doing it towards the back end of the year, but I'll be honest, November, December, I had the worst cough ever. Like, I basically had a cough for about eight weeks. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to record a podcast, I'll be honest with you, without um, coughing every 32 seconds, and that would have been annoying. Um, so I didn't. Um, but it's January now, I am healthy, um, and we are back on it. And the aim is that by come December, I would have recorded at least 12 of these podcasts. Um, as previously, um, no particular theme, you know, everything's very much focused on fitness, training, diets, exercise, um, a little bit of mental mental health talk properly, um, mixed in there, um, around sort of diet and fitness. Um, but I always want to try and keep it relevant. I always want to try and keep it, um, relevant, I suppose, both to me and also what's going on in the world. So, um, I always try and pick topics that kind of I'm thinking about at the moment, or I've been reading about or that interest me in terms of fitness and diet. Um, in the hope that equally they will be relevant to you. Um, so with that in mind, today I wanted to talk about um, online personal training. Um, and the reason that I thought this would be a good topic for January is um, obviously lots of people start um, new regimes, 1st of January, 2nd of January, 3rd of January, um, New Year's resolutions, get fitter, get stronger, get healthier, lose weight, fit in that dress, um, feel better about yourself, all of that jazz. Um, and I've done loads of blogs before, I've done loads of um, podcasts even before, um, around about this time, about New Year's resolutions, about my thoughts around New Year's resolutions. Not a massive fan of New Year's resolutions in there itself, um, but I am a very big, strong believer in goal setting. I am a strong believer in thinking about what you want. And I think this is a good time of year to do that. You know, it's a fresh start, um, it's a new year. So it's a kind of natural point where you can sit down and kind of think, okay, what went well last year? Um, what didn't I do that I wanted to do? What do I want to change? What am I happy with? What do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? Um, what goals do I have? Um, and how can I achieve them throughout the year? Um, so I do think, therefore, that regardless of my thoughts on New Year's resolutions in themselves, January is naturally a time where lots and lots of people decide to make positive changes around health and fitness. And with the right um, advice and the right support um, and the right kind of, you know, why in their own head as to why they're doing something, um, they can make really good changes and, um, and it can end up being a really, really positive thing. Um, and just because it's a New Year's resolution or a January thing, it doesn't mean that it has to be destined um, to fail. Um, and one of the things I think that can really help people kind of stick to these changes and, and keep it as a positive thing is when they reach out and they get the right support. So lots of people at this time um, sign up for PT sessions. Um, and that is, it's a really good start. It's a really good proactive thing to do in order to kind of um, work towards making those changes because it puts somebody in your corner immediately who knows what they're doing, 
um, knows how to support you and can kind of guide you in the right way and then can kind of be there when you have little wobbles because we all have wobbles all the fucking time. Um, so traditionally, I suppose up until a few years ago, generally if you wanted to have a PT, you signed up for a PT. You went to a gym and you saw somebody face to face. That person was therefore quite local to you. You saw them and you physically went and then trained with them. A few years before COVID, online personal training started to become more of a thing um, where people um, could sign up to train with a trainer that wasn't necessarily in their area, that wasn't necessarily in their gym, um, and that they didn't physically train with them. They worked with them um, and sort of trained in the gym on their own, um, but worked with the, um, the trainer on how to train, eating and also a lot of mindset stuff because obviously now you're not physically just paying for an hour of person's time in the gym um you can start to look at things a lot more holistically um this was kind of picking up pre-covid the online personal training thing um covid and lockdown obviously absolutely sped that up dramatically um because all of a sudden um Nobody could go to a gym, so nobody could see a personal trainer face to face. And um, that meant that um, people were a lot more open to online training. I think pre-COVID, online training was something where you had to take a mental leap to try it or commit to it. Um, Because obviously we were also used to, if you had a PT, you physically saw that PT in a gym. Um, Whereas obviously when lockdown happened, we all suddenly had to become a little bit more creative about how we got around problems and we all suddenly became a bit more creative about how we um, connected with people and stayed connected with people. Um, You know, I mean, like, personally, like, me and my friend, um, me and my friend Jane, who um, um, always laments that I never mention in these podcasts, so I have just got her in there. Um, We've always laughed that, like, I've lived in Manchester now for about 20 years, um, and so we didn't see each other very often because she still lives in London. And um, like we always laughed that it was never until lockdown that we thought we could Zoom. We could talk to each other on Zoom or video chat. Literally never occurred to us until lockdown when like, everyone started to have like t- Zoom parties and stuff like that. Um, so I think it just goes to show that, you know, like lockdown did speed up our mental um openness to certain things and since then online training has become a much bigger thing um people are a lot more accepting that they can um sort of have a coach have a pt that they don't physically necessarily see in a gym and don't physically train with um and like i say it does actually open up an awful lot more possibilities for um for the pt to coach to be fair um because suddenly you know, it's not just about giving someone an exercise and then another exercise and watching how they do it. Um, it's a lot more about empowerment and it's a lot more about sort of teaching people how to train, how to eat, um, how to approach a healthy lifestyle um, in more ways than just like that one hour, let's get sweaty kind of thing. Um, so... I wanted to focus more today on online personal training than 
um, face-to-face training in the gym. Um, if I get time later in the month, I mean, it's almost the end of the month now, isn't it? But if I get time before the end of January, I'm also going to do a little podcast on the same topic, but on face-to-face PT training. Um, I just thought because online training is probably the more, the growing area of PT in now i thought i would do a little podcast on that instead and this is a podcast for i suppose it is a little bit for pts if you're a pt listening to this i think there are things that it's worth as online trainers that we reflect on and just check that we're doing the right thing by our clients and that we're operating in the right way um, but this is actually a lot more for the people who might have signed up for online pt and i thought this was a good time in the year to do it because um you know we're about three weeks into january so if you've kind of january you've thought you know what yet yeah, new year new year me you've signed up for an online personal trainer you're going to be a couple two or three weeks into the program now whatever kind of program it is um and so now is a really good time to reflect on how it's going um and that's not just a bit of self-reflection on you and how you are doing um on your program and what kind of results you're getting and um, because that's always really useful to do but you're two or three weeks in so you don't want to go too hard on yourself on that because um you know changes take time um and while you might be seeing some positive changes already um you probably aren't going to be where you actually physically want to be to necessarily really drill deep down into your own progress and that's also something to be fair you'll be doing with the online personal trainer not after listening to a podcast but i wanted to talk more about the kind of things you can think about about the online trainer that you've actually signed up to and if it's the right online trainer for you and um, because um two or three weeks in um you should have a reasonable idea of how they work how the program works how the training works um and it's a good time to sort of self-reflect on if it's the right type of training for you and that's not to say if online training is the right type of training for you but I mean if that particular trainer and that particular program is the right kind of program for you because there's some really really great online trainers out there um equally I think there are a few um a few trainers out there that maybe um fall down on a few points um and we all fall down in certain areas, of course we do, and we all have stronger and weaker points when it comes to training people. Just naturally, I mean, in any field of work, you have stronger and weaker points. Um, but and what and a trainer who might be really, really good for one person might be a really bad fit for another person. So it isn't me saying, you know, like there are good trainers out there and there are bad trainers out there. But I think there are trainers that are a better fit for individuals than they are for other individuals just naturally and like I say that's something I suppose you see in all kinds of fields of work certain people work better with certain people um, and someone else might find it harder to work with that person so I think there are five things that if you've just signed up for an online trainer um, around about this week next week like the next couple of weeks is a good time to kind of reflect on and think right okay what what do I think about these five points Um, and just do a bit of honest self-reflection and you might find that actually yes you know what you are actually pretty confident this person is a good personal trainer a good fit for you 
um, you might start to think, actually, do you know what? Maybe they're not great for me. Um, maybe there's somebody better out there. Maybe I need to ask a few more questions and kind of firm up what I'm doing with this person or maybe I just need to maybe look around and see if there's somebody else out there because at the end of the day you're paying I'm normally a monthly fee to an online personal trainer when you might have signed up for a 12 week or a six week or an eight week course and but very often you pay an online fee monthly Um, and so you're coming towards I suppose the end of the first month it's a good time to kind of reflect whether where your money's going is the right place for it to go um and I'm not trying to talk you out of not paying somebody. Um, but what I'm saying is, is you know, you obviously you spend money. Um, you want that money to be doing what you want it to do. And that is you want to reach your goal. So you want to be giving it to the person that's going to help you reach your goal. So that person needs to be offering a service that meets your needs. Um, and I suppose what I'm kind of saying, if you're new to fitness and you've just signed up to an online trainer and maybe you're not entirely sure that rather than giving up on the fitness goal itself because that's a really positive and you don't want to give up on that it might be that you need to just reevaluate who and how you worked who you work with and how you work towards it um so there are five things i think that are really really good to review if you've just started working with somebody in terms of online training and just to firm up what you want what they're offering and, and if they are a good fit and these are the five things so firstly the training program that they have given you so what kind of training program is it if you signed up for and i will say this as a caveat if you signed up for a generic training program then it's going to be generic you signed up for that that's that's just a given um generally i mean i'm not against generic training programs I've worked with generic training programs. I have offered generic training programs. All I will say about a generic training program that you sell, someone sells on mass, is it should have a particular focus. Like it should say it is for this, this type of person, this type of goal. And you should really only buy it if you are that type of person and that is your goal. Um, um, And obviously you do then accept it's a bit cheaper um because it's a generic program it's not tailored to you um but that also means it won't take into account any specifics to you but as long as you go into that in mind that's fine i'm talking more about the one-on-one training programs that if you're working one-on-one with an online trainer they should be giving you now they should be specific to you they should not feel generic so if you were in a facebook group and you realize that everybody has been doing the same workout today well, then that's a pretty big clue that it's not specific to you. Um, equally, you should have sat down with the trainer at the start and you should have had a talk about goals. You should have talked about your aims and there should have been a discussion about how things were going to work. Now, it might be that you said you wanted to do A, B and C and they said, right, that's great. We'll work towards A, B and C. But before we get to the specifics of that, I want to work on some foundations. So I want to work on this, this, this. Again, now that's really positive. Um, And therefore, if the workouts you're doing at this particular time don't necessarily seem to align very much with where you want to be and the goals you want to work towards, that makes sense. And they've explained that to you. And that's, you know, that's positive and that's um, a good working relationship. And they've explained, you know, we get these foundations in place because that will then allow you to go on to the kind of training that will work towards ABC goals. 
if however you know you said you want to get um you know um to a certain point and the training that you're doing appears to be a little bit off field um you know a bit random in comparison to what you said you wanted to be doing um then I think it's reasonable for you to maybe have a chat with a trainer and ask exactly why you're doing those particular exercises or those particular training sessions because you're not really sure why they align with the goals that you said you had. Now, it might be that they, you know, they turn around and they go, oh, well, you know, X, Y, Z, this is why we're doing that because then we're going to work onto this and it might make sense and you can be like, all right, okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, if they can't really give you any kind of explanation, um, then I think it's reasonable for you to question whether or not the training that they are offering you to do um, is really the most sensible training for your goals. Um, because ultimately, if you're paying for somebody, somebody to help you reach your goals, then what they're offering you should reasonably help you reach those goals. Now, obviously, no PT can ever guarantee that you're going to reach a goal because an awful lot of the actual work is from you. Um, and, you know, we can't make people do things. And so we can't guarantee that you're ever going to reach a goal. But people should, trainers should be able to justify um, why what they're suggesting and offering um, should align with you following it and getting closer at least to reaching your goals so having a look at your training plan and like being really honest with yourself about how you feel about it in comparison to what you discussed at the start um and then potentially also having a chat with the trainer is a worthwhile thing if you look at your training plan and you genuinely think do you know what i just like i, I can't even after talking to them i can't understand how this is going to help me get to this then maybe there's somebody out there that's better for you um, because even if what the trainer is actually giving you is um, actually like really going to help you work towards your goals, if they can't communicate with you enough to help you understand how and why, then there's not a good communication fit there. So that's the first thing I think it's a good idea to get a handle on. Um, and if you are paying a one-on-one -on -one trainer a fee for a one-on-one -on -one personalized training plan and you realize that your training plan is pretty much the same as everybody else they train, that is not a personalized training plan and you are being ripped off. So, second thing to consider, the nutrition advice they are giving you. Um, so again, this is going to depend very much on what you've signed up for, what they offer. So if they've said at the start, you know, they don't really offer nutrition advice or, you know, they offer A, B and C and that's what they're giving you, um, then that's fair enough. Um, different coaches will offer different levels of nutrition advice and it will depend on, it will depend on their ethos with regards to, I suppose, nutrition and dieting. And it will also depend on their level of qualification in terms of what they're actually qualified to offer um you should never ever ever be given a meal plan from a pt unless they are a qualified nutritionist cannot say that word um nutritionist um if they are not qualified pts 
are not qualified nutritionists by being PTs. Um, you learn some, you learn the fundamentals, you learn the basics on a PT training course, and you are qualified and insured and allowed to offer nutrition advice, but you are not qualified or, or allowed or meant to give anyone a meal plan just by being a PT. You need to have done separate qualifications um, that allow you to do that. So unless your PT has, they shouldn't be offering you a meal plan. But if they are offering as part of their service um, advice on nutrition, um, thinking about what they're, off, what they're offering, what they've said to you so far, um, and how you feel about that is um, a bad thing to do, I think, as a little review of how you feel about how it's going with your um, online trainer. Um, now, obviously, this is going to be really personal. This is going to very much depend on um, what you want, what you discuss with them at the start, what you need, and what they kind of agreed your... Um, I suppose plan going forward would be. Um, I think it's worth thinking about, say, how you feel right now, having done two or three weeks um, of following that nutrition advice. Um, is it achievable? Have you been achieving it? And if you have been achieving it, has it been? I wouldn't say easy, but has it been realistic? Um, because if you have been sticking to it, but like you are literally ready to eat somebody's arm as they walk past, then like how much longer are you going to be able to sustain that? Um, has it been reasonably enjoyable? Now, if you start making little changes and you start sort of cutting down on things, obviously the first two or three weeks are probably going to feel a little bit tough, even if they're quite um, reasonable and small changes. So I'm not saying, oh, like it should feel like a walk in the park and if it doesn't, it's far too restrictive, but um, but you should be able to you should be able to foresee that now you're starting to get into a bit of a routine. The habits that they've suggested or the calorie levels that they've given you are obtainable and sustainable, and not sort of super super horrendous um, and making you miserable. Um, I mean, you might want somebody who, um, you know, keeps you really strict and you might have said you want somebody who is going to, um, you know, stop you from eating that chocolate and keep you on track and stop you from sort of going off um, and having the takeaways and having the cheat meals and all of that. Um, but actually, in reality... Um, a decent personal trainer um, really should be encouraging a little bit of balance. Like, even if you really, really want those absolute transformation goals, um, you know, your online trainer shouldn't be encouraging you to really deprive yourself. Um, and again, obviously, there are always exceptions to this. You know, like if you are going in for a bodybuilding competition and you've, you know, you've, you're working with a specific online trainer who does that kind of thing who is training people to be you know in shows and things like that and that's very different because they are obviously going to be strict with you and you're signing up for that but I'm talking about online trainers who are 
training you should just be a bit healthier, a bit fitter, and maybe lose a little bit of weight because you want to, you know, fit in a smaller dress size. I'm not talking about people who are trying to train you for the next Olympics. So um, your average trainer should be, I believe, um, trying to get you to a point where you are healthier, but you are also still living your life. You are still enjoying your food. You are still being able to go out and socialise. You are still able to have a drink if you drink. Um, That you are not overly depriving yourself. And that actually what you're doing is making small changes rather than absolutely overhauling everything about your life. Um, If you have found yourself with a trainer who is making you feel negative about um, slip-ups, who is making you um, do overly restrictive things with your food, um, or who is kind of not being supportive if you don't have a great day, with food um or is even not actively encouraging you to have the odd day where you just go and enjoy eating um i think it's a good thing to question because um you could possibly have a word with them i mean again you could kind of sit down and have a chat and say i'm not entirely sure this approach is the right approach for me um but I just don't think at any point, realistically, um, an online trainer should be um, letting a client get to anything like that kind of level of restriction, unless it was something that was very specifically agreed beforehand. And I would always question with trainers like that, um, in my mind, um, how much they're doing it for the before and after pictures for them to show um, future clients um, and how how much they're doing it for you. So I think what they're advising you for nutrition is a really good thing to kind of consider um, in relation to whether or not they're a good fit for you. Um, The third thing is um, a bit more about you um, and how you are kind of, I suppose, reacting to the personal trainer and how you are reacting to the training sessions themselves. Um, So this one does involve, I suppose, a little bit more self-reflection. So often um, with, especially online personal training, and I don't know, maybe... I don't know if this is just me or other trainers would agree, um, but I I find that it happens more with online personal training than face-to-face personal training. Um, but you sometimes get um, clients who sign up and they sign up for something very specific and, it, you, know, and you sit down and you talk um, and you agree goals and you agree how you're going to reach those goals and you talk about um, how the training is going to work and you talk about how the nutrition is going to work. So basically there's two points that I've already discussed um, and everything's agreed and it has to be agreed. So, you know, at any point you are talking to an online trainer at the start about how something's going to work, it has to be agreed. So if they suggest something to you and you kind of go, no, I'm not sure that 
I'm okay with that. I'm not sure I can do that. I'm not sure that feels right. Even if they really, really think that it is and they kind of push a bit, um, ultimately you have to agree. And if you say, no, I'm just not willing to do that, um, then it, it shouldn't be in your plan and it just it shouldn't be on the table. And even if they say, okay, but that's going to slow down your results a bit or okay, but that might affect your results a bit. Um, if you say, well, that's okay. I accept that because that's like a non-negotiable to me, then that's fine. That non-negotiable stays on the table. Um, it's just as long as both parties know kind of where they stand. But you'd be surprised how often, and I don't think people realise they do this, how often all of that is agreed and then the person training suddenly starts adding things in or adding in, you know, adding things into their training sessions or not following the advice of the training session um, or adding food rules into their diet that weren't there, you haven't put in as a trainer um, because they're just, <coughs> sorry, said I wasn't coughing. Ah, but there we go. Um, because they're like preconceived um notions in their minds that they just can't get out of um so if there's a way that someone has always trained they've always done this um but you haven't put it in that particular month's block of training but they're gonna do it they're gonna do it anyway um you might have said to somebody actually i think previously you were overtraining a bit so what we want to do is we want to pull back a bit we want to limit the number of training sessions um a bit more get more rest and recovery in there and see how your body reacts to that. But they're used to overtraining. And so even though you've agreed um, four sessions a week, you know, they sneak those little extra runs, those little extra, just extra cardio sessions in, those little extra sessions in. Um, and in their head, they are following the plan. They've done everything you've told them to do. It's just they've done other stuff as well. Um, same with food, you know, little preconceived notions about what's healthy, what's not healthy, good and bad foods, um, when to eat, um, how much to eat. Um, you can sort of agree lots of things and then you discover that actually they've added this in, they've added that in, they've taken that out, they've taken this out. And it changes the advice that you've given. It changes the program. It changes the fundamentals that you've set in place for them to follow and you've obviously as a trainer hopefully set those things in place for a reason um and so when the client starts to kind of just change things a bit and mix things up a bit it it, it can then have an impact on the results that can then make the client feel like well they're not getting the results they wanted but sometimes actually as a client that doesn't you need to have that little bit of self-reflection that are you following things as they're meant to be followed? Or are you, I suppose, putting sort of like hard to lose habits into the mix as well that's having an effect? Um, and that can have two impacts. Um, well, it can have multiple impacts. It can make the client feel like they're not getting the results they want because they're not following the plan exactly. They're not giving it a chance. Um, and also some of the habits can sometimes be negative to the client. And so they're not feeling any more positive because they're still doing those things. 
Um, it can be frustrating for the PT because you're not being listened to. Um, and also, when you're an online trainer, you've got to remember that you're very much relying on honesty from the client. So if the client's still doing things and you don't know about it, it can then actually be really difficult to try and decipher why results are not happening at the pace you would expect or in the way you would expect because if they're following everything you've said, you would expect slightly different results. So it makes the um, online trainer client relationship a lot harder, um, which is not positive for either side. So I think the third thing for you as a client to kind of reflect on is yourself is, are you following the plan correctly? Are you trusting this person? Because completely honestly, if you were happy with how things were going, like you can say, well, I've always done this in training sessions or oh, well, I've always followed that diet rule. But well, to be honest with you, if you were happy with how things were going, you wouldn't be looking for um, change and you wouldn't have approached a trainer to get changes. So sometimes when you approach something like this and it is new, what you have to do is kind of let all the old stuff in your head the old preconceived notions um, go and listen to what the trainer's saying and give it a chance, even if you're not entirely sure. Um, question things by all means. Ask why. Try and get around. If you know, understanding something, I believe is absolutely crucial to ad ad adherence. Adherence. Um, so. Understanding why and asking questions is a great thing and do that, but you have to be a little bit open-minded and there's really no point in putting the money into something and investing in a trainer if you're not going to do that. So reflecting on how the trainer is structured, your training and your nutrition is really important, but also reflecting on how you have responded to it, how you have followed it absolutely honestly how much you trust the trainer is also really important. Now, if you reflect and you think, you know what, I don't like, I, I just, I can't follow this person's advice for whatever reason. If you cannot let go of those preconceived notions, if you cannot follow what they're saying, then actually maybe they are not the person to work with you. And again, that's not necessarily a reflection on the trainer um, or you. It's just maybe a jail thing. Um, I mean, it might be at that point a question of, do you actually want a trainer at all? Like, is there going to be anyone you can trust or are you not going to be able to let go of these preconceived notions? Um, or it might be a case of you think, no, I could, but it's just this particular person. I don't quite get what they're saying. It might be a communication thing. Like I say, like it might just be that the way they communicate and the way you communicate don't quite gel. It's important with an online trainer that communication is strong. So it's a good thing to reflect on. The fourth thing um, I think is really important to think about and see how it works for you is the online check-in process. So with almost every online trainer, you will get an online check-in. When will depend on the program. It will depend on what's agreed. It will normally depend on the price. Um, weekly, probably most common. Monthly on some more basic packages. Um, but there should always be an online check-in process of some sort. Now, it can take place in lots of different ways. It can take place via text. It can take place via calling. It can take place via video, Zoom. Um, it can take place via a, a, like an online form. It can take place via an app. 
you know, form. Um, the type of checking is less important. I think what's more important is how it's used. Um, so that will very much depend on, I suppose, what was advertised um, in terms of online checking. Um, it, it might be that it's more there on lower price packages. You might find it's more there for you. You used to do a bit of self-reflection. And on a lower price package, then yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, it might be the case that on lower price packages, the coach reviews it, but only really gets in touch if there's something that needs to happen, needs to change. Again, I suppose on a lower price plan, yeah, that's fair enough if that's what's advertised. If you are paying for one-on-one -on -one online personal training, your coach should be reviewing every check-in and they should be feeding back. Now, if you are checking in consistently and you are not getting feedback consistently, um, then you are wasting your money, um, like absolutely, um, completely and utterly. Um, and, and I've experienced this before. Um, you know, I mean, one, it's, a, it's disrespectful of the coach because the fact of the matter is, is if they are taking your money and then you are spending your time feeding back in a form and that is getting ignored, um, then it's just a double punch, really, because they're taking your money, not doing the job, and then they're letting you waste your time because they're not going to read it. But, um, but beyond that, obviously, the idea of an online check-in is that you get feedback. You're not seeing a PT face-to-face -face in a gym, so you're not getting that feedback in real time. So this is your time to bring up any problems with your training plan. This is your time to bring up the issues you're having with your food. This is the time to bring up the problems you're having mindset-wise. And yes, partly doing it in itself can be a self-reflection thing. And sometimes you can just correct yourself. Like writing something down just focuses your brain. And then you kind of know the answer as you're filling in a form. Like, you can, especially once you get more experience and you're training more and you get more in tune with your own body and you get more in tune with your own mind. Um, but that's not the point. The online checking is for the coach to give you some feedback. So, first of all, are they feeding back? Because if they're not, get yourself a better coach. If they are, what's the quality of the feedback? What kind of things are they feeding back on? Do you find it useful? Now, if they're not regularly feeding back and it's just that you don't find it particularly useful, maybe you need to look at how you're filling in the form or maybe you just need a quick chat and just say, like, you know, thanks for the feedback. I'm just not entirely sure that it's answering my questions or I'm not entirely sure I understand or I'd like a little bit more detail on this, please. Um, because to be fair, obviously people do communicate in different styles and the, the coach might just need to know that that's what you need. Um, and an online training um, PT relationship is like any other relationship and you have to kind of get used to the other person and their communication styles um that the coach should be open to that um but yes you need to be getting feedback from your online check-in and you need to be happy with the format the standard um and if you're not that's a good indication that you perhaps need to just maybe look for a different coach the final thing is staying on the kind of check-in 
Um, but it's about communication in between check-ins. Um, it's about that sort of generic conversations that you had with an online coach sort of just during the week. Now, again, this is going to very much depend on what was advertised, what was agreed. And to a, to a large extent, that's going to depend on price point. So if you are paying for um, a quite basic package, um, you might well not get check-ins throughout the week. Um, if you're paying for a basic price um, price point package, um, you might get group check-ins throughout the week. You might have a Facebook group, say, where you can check in with any little questions um, and get them answered, or you can get support from sort of like other clients of theirs. And that can be nice, like a nice little community. And I've not, I've met some great people through communities like that. Um, but you might not necessarily get specific feedback from that PT. Now, if you're only paying for a really basic online package, especially if you're paying for a very generic online package, um, then I think that's acceptable. Um, but if you are paying for online one-on-one coaching, then I think the expectation that you have contact with the coach throughout the week is acceptable. Um, now they might put boundaries in place um, and again that is also acceptable but the key here is that you have to agree with those boundaries and those boundaries have to feel acceptable for what you are paying them so um, you know like personally generally like online coaching clients for me um, you know I don't think you take on too many so it shouldn't be like your phone is constantly blowing up because you can't give people proper attention if that's the case. Um, and also, like, realistically, um, you know, a quick question um, doesn't take long to answer. Um, obviously, if someone's got a more in-depth problem, you might need to rearrange a time with them to talk properly um and you know not be expect you couldn't be expected to drop everything to be able to answer a ridiculously long query there and then um but i think it's reasonable because obviously you're paying you're paying for online coaching for your training and your training is going to happen at outside nine to five hours realistically because most of us work nine to five and therefore like you might actually have a question about training at eight, nine o'clock at night. You might have a question about training at the weekend. You might have a training at a question about training, you know, quite early in the morning. Um, now, I'm not saying that you should expect your coach to be literally on their phone at all of those times, ready to answer instantaneously. Um, but. Yeah. I have a slight problem with online coaches who state things like, I will only respond to text messages between nine and five, Monday to Friday. Um, or I will respond to your text message within 48 hours. Now, yeah, of course there's gonna be times, there's gonna be evenings where you're out, you're off, you're with family, you're with friends, you're not going to respond. Um, there's gonna be times where you're on holiday and you say, I'm going away for a week, so I'm only going to be on my phone for maybe an hour a day. Um, 
so your responses will take longer there's going to be times when you're asleep yes you're not going to be constantly constantly available to your clients but if your online coach has overly restrictive response times to messages outside checking um, and you are paying a reasonable premium for a one-on-one online training program I think that's something worth considering if you're okay with it and also considering if what you're paying is worth it in terms of service the other thing I think I would question is how long they generally take to reply there's always going to be times where someone takes longer to reply that's fine I'm not talking about occasionally I'm talking about generally because if you have an online trainer who doesn't read your message for three days and you are paying them for one-on-one training and you've asked them a question I don't think that's great service personally so either they have too many clients or they're not particularly asked neither of those things are positive so the final thing to i think question is your communication with this person and does it meet your needs um if it doesn't meet your needs but your needs are unreasonable then obviously you need to question that but if you have sort of like standard needs if you have kind of standard you know like i i asked them a question on Thursday at three o'clock about a deadlift and it's now Sunday and they haven't responded yet and they haven't even read the message, then I think it is reasonable to sort of question whether or not what you're paying is worth it. So those are sort of five things that I would, personally, if I um, had just taken on an online trainer and I was paying them and I was sort of coming up to month two, month two payment, or maybe you paid for a couple of months in advance and so like you're kind of getting to that midpoint with you you're thinking do i want to do another two months at the end of february or whatever um then i think those are five things that are really good to review just to see if the fit is right um it's almost just like an employment review you know like if you've just started a new job you have a, a kind of review after a few weeks to see how you settled in it's kind of like that um, and I just think, I think it's a really good thing to do because it kind of makes sure that you are working with the right person, which one is not wasting your money because obviously that's important, especially at the moment, everything's very expensive. Um, but also not just not wasting your money as in just to throw your money down the drain, but actually like, are you are you going to get results with this person? Because it's difficult to tell after two or three weeks um, in terms of your own results because yeah, you, you probably won't see loads and loads of results within two to three weeks. You might see a few, but you know, you're not going to be where you want to be um, just in three weeks. Um, but being confident that you are working with the right person um, is a good way to then be confident that you will actually meet your goals. So I do think it's a good, just a positive thing to do for yourself in terms of working towards your goals. Um, and also, if you are a personal trainer and you're doing online training, I think these are good things to kind of reflect on ourselves in terms of the service that we offer. Um, because, I mean, it's really, really good I think as business people for us to think about 
um, what we're offering and whether it's whether the amount of time we put into something um, is worth the money that we get from it and so therefore putting limitations on the kind of service that we offer and ways that we can make our businesses more efficient are really important too but we also need to be aware that when we're doing that that we aren't affecting the quality of service that we offer to clients in doing that and so equally they're quite good things i suppose reflect on ourselves in terms of our offering and our availability um not just in terms of time but also in terms of how mentally available we are to clients um to ensure that actually we're offering the best service as well and getting people results so um in some way um whether you be a pc or more importantly if you are a client who is currently starting or has just started online personal training um hopefully um i will be back in february i will be back in february i've made a commitment now um and in the meantime if you have any comments or questions on this podcast or any others you can feel free to leave them on the actual podcast whether that be on spotify apple or anchor or any of the other platforms it's on or on my blog or instagram heather.sherwood fitness um whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this i hope you have a good one and i shall speak to you soon